Welcome to the Master in a Game podcast with me, your host, Drew Broughton. I was really passionate about setting up a series of conversations which I felt would offer identification, hope, strength, and a guiding light to many. Mastering your inner game is not an easy path. It's not one that's about achieving money or status. It's about constantly looking in the mirror and improving the areas of ourselves that are stopping us, prohibiting us from fulfilling who we are at a core level. In relationships, in business, in sport, in all areas of our lives. There are many tools used when trying to become the best version of ourselves. Honesty and vulnerability, two of the most powerful. To be completely authentic. If there's one thing I've learned about my journey of nearly 30 years now in professional sport and self-development, it's that being truly authentic is the key. If you feel inspired, get identification, or feel passionate about anything you've heard here in these conversations, then please reach out to me. Also, use your own social media to spread the message. The true strength, true performance, lies in honesty, authenticity, and vulnerability. Enjoy listening. So welcome to another episode of The Gift is the Curse. Um, today, we're in East London, uh, London Fields, Borough of Hackney. Um, with uh, Daniel Keating. Hi, Dan. Thank you. Um, Dan, Dan and I met probably 18 months ago now. I hired some, some space for you, from you to work with a footballer. Yeah. And uh, I know I just got, a, we, we, we ended up, I finished the session after a couple of hours and we, we were all talking, the three of us. I, I mean, I always, I got a huge vibe. I thought, this guy's cool. And, and it, 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 that effort, the, the conversation was effortless, yeah, which is sure. always nice. And I drove away. And, and then six months later or so, you contacted me. Um, uh, about the work I was doing and, and, and this coaching side. Um, and that's really where, where our relationship really started. Um, yeah. And so now we've been working quite intimately for seven, eight months now. And, and so when I launched this podcast, it was, it was never aimed at, at just football or anything. It was, it was I just fascinated by people who have this gift of vision and drive, this cocktail of stuff going on where yeah. <laughs> high standards, uh, super feel everything, um, want to quit all the time, then want to conquer the world, this conquer, this, this constant stuff. So I'll start with this, 36 jobs from the age of 16 to 20. I mean, that trumps me by far. I think I had 20 employers in, in 15, 16 years. <laughs> and you're now 41 years of age with five businesses. Yeah. So yeah. Let, 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 let's start, Dan. Uh, let, let's start, I don't want to, it's not about childhood. Let's, let's go back to when you first thought that you felt different or you thought there's something here that, that I want something. I have this vision. I, I don't want to be normal. I don't want. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether <coughs> I don't know whether I can say that I had a, a specific moment. Mm. I just um, my dad worked for a company, BT, for, for his whole working life. Um, and I, I grew up knowing that my dad didn't really enjoy his job. Um, and a big motivator for me was that I didn't want to get to you know, 65 and mm. feel like I've, I've wasted that time in my life or, or I didn't enjoy it. Um, what, what age were you when you, you remember those thoughts? Maybe 11, 12. Oh, that's young. Yeah, maybe 11, 12. Not, not so much that, I, that, it was more just knowing that my dad wasn't happy in his job mm. um, and not really understanding how you change that or what you did. It was just mm. like, oh, that's what my dad does and he just doesn't like it. Um, then as obviously, as I got older, you, you you start to recognize like my dad became my hero because then you're like, my dad did all of that because of me and my mum. Mm. We, I never wanted for anything. 
Um, we always had good holidays, you know. I was only, I am an only, not was an only child. I am an only child, mm. um, and you know, I, f- I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was spoiled, but for birthdays and Christmases, I, I always got, you know, the, the things that that I'd asked Isn't for. Isn't this mad? Because you, know, just, you just provoked something in me. Then it's like middle class, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I wouldn't say. No, I wouldn't say. Wouldn't I don't know. We, 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 I grew up on a council estate. Okay. I, I wouldn't say. Okay. My, yeah, absolutely. It's funny. We've just moved into a new house, and and our neighbours just said. Literally, one of the neighbours said to me the other day, "Oh, your your mum and dad have got a few quid, didn't they?" <laughs> and I'm, my mum and dad are okay. Yeah, sure. But we're not. Mid- I wouldn't say we're middle class at all. No. Like we, you know, I, I lived on a council estate. Mm. My mum and dad had a council house, our first house, mm. which they then bought off the council. You know, sold it, made a little bit of money to get into their but, next but, house. But the re- the reason I wanted to take it there is yeah. because it's not you. You haven't intimated it, and I, and I know you quite well now. Obviously. There's not, there's not a part of you that's going, my drive comes from the fact I was on a council estate. No, in actual fact, you and I have spoke about the fact that I haven't had any, you know, massive dramas in my mm. life, mm. or maybe I'm under that, I don't mean that in a disrespectful mm. way mm. to anybody that's had challenges, but mm. I haven't had those, you know, those stories in my life mm. where I've had to overcome massive obstacles. Mm. My, my biggest obstacle in my life is in my head. <laughs> Yeah. And and that's what I've recognised over the years, mm. and I think this, the the thirty six jobs sixteen to twenty was all about me knowing that I wanted something that I wasn't getting from from the work I was doing. Mm. Um, I, I definitely wasn't academic at school. I was that kid at the back of the class, always messing around and joking. I wasn't a nasty kid. I wasn't fighting or bullying people, mm. but. Um, I sat in that middle ground at school. I like wasn't in the the kind of bullied kids, and I wasn't in like the cool group. I kind of ca- sat in that middle ground, mm. and I actually think that served me because I've got a theory in my head that I was always fighting and wanting to be in that kind of cool group. Cool group yeah. And I think as I left school, I kept that mentality mm. of like wanting, and there was it developed to drive in me. My dad used to conduct a lot of interviews at BT, so taught me how to be. Um, taught me how to perform well in an interview situation but see that's interesting you said that, that, that w- w- during that period of, grow- of growing up and, yep. and the whole part the whole idea about these conversations was anyone listening to, to give people hope yeah to go oh, i feel like that and yeah, i yeah, 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 yeah. that you wanted to be in there was a want to be in this group or, or to be seen as or to feel that you're co- or to have success you know it, yeah. it, you couldn't probably articulate it at that time no for sure i think i think there was a it wasn't a want to be in that group that yeah. actually didn't fuss me massively. There we are. Yeah, so that, that, it wasn't to be in that group. It was just a want. I didn't mm. know what that want was. And as I've gone through my life, I've recognised that some of that want was for other people. Mm. You know, because I wanted so and so to think I was here, there, mm. and mm. I'd achieve this. Mm. Um, and I think I I I went through that early part when I left school. I was mm. out. I, I, my GCSEs were were shockingly bad mm. um, I didn't fail any of them in the respect of getting ungraded mm. but you know I, I, you know, I didn't do great on my, mm. my GCSEs um, but I, I got an apprenticeship first four days I was out of school mm. as a fitness instructor absolutely loved it um, but discovered life and mm. you know all the other things that were out there that I that maybe I, I wanted to, to be doing and trying um, but, it, it, but this, this want this want is there and I, I just didn't want to I don't want to I don't want to move off that just yet because yeah. it's something that I re- relate to and that I guess that's for me why I've fallen into to my role because 
the, the search for me to find that was has been such a uh, uh, you know it's be pretty much like scaling every mountain range there is to try and find this this hidden want this what is this what is I think the the, the toughness is is never knowing what that want is really do you what what well, as, as I grow as I've grown older hmm. the want changes it went from owning the Ferrari and the watch yeah. and the money yeah, to yeah. owning a house and yeah. you know finding a wife and I you know wanted to be a dad and it, it it changed but I always had that underlying it's the underlying one I want to work yeah you know. it's the it's the the hunger for success what's the one today to be content I've jumped there for I've jumped forward probably to the end of the podcast <laughs> that's pulled. it yeah we're done yeah, we're done um contentment is is what's that the hunger. Like? contentment I don't know what it looks like because it's not going to be a look it's a feeling and it's mm. a feeling in me to me how do you I, feel you find that place by constant work every single day by by evaluating me every single day <laughs> by challenging everything I think feel mm. and respond to mm. every day whether I feel that I've responded the right way or the wrong way mm. analyzing critiquing that internally constantly but see that that is the gift and when i did this the gift and the curse you know people certainly i think in sport which was my background because you know everyone thinks talent looks sparkly of course yeah and and it's this thing that's incredibly sparkly and if we take the world of football and if you look at ronaldo and messi the two pillars of that world it's too easy to see the HD glossy version. Course, and I'm always yeah. saying to young players, do you know their biggest gift yeah. is this want yeah, in them? Yeah. They happen to have been blessed with all the other armory, piece of the armory to make them the yeah. summit of their industries. But yeah. actually the biggest gift they have is, is that want, this relentless pursuit. Yeah. Did you, you know? So one, so one of the, or two of the businesses that we own are, are within the dance world. Mm. Um, and we have a, a dance school or two dance schools so we have an evening school and a college and I think um, I think now kids are looking at social media Instagram and seeing this shiny finished picture mm. um, and they believe that if they're not at that point at that moment mm. then mm. they're never going to achieve it mm. and they're not good enough mm. um, what the stories that are not told are the hours and hours of training mm. sacrifice mm. family sacrifice mm. not just from mm. you know i'm sure it's the same in sport we've mm. all seen the mm. documentaries of david sure, beckham sure. kicking you know however many mm. free kicks mm. after training to mm. get that you know mm. that key to perform in that key moment um johnny wilkinson doing the same thing well, well, well and, you're, and you're right and and i think that i, I t- totally get it i think kids need to see how hard things are these days and, and you know you're a father i'm a father you know you we try, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but for me and my daughter, I try and it's like we we went to get some holiday stuff for for, for you know some clothes and bits and bobs for holidays. Yeah, and she's really excited, and she and then I'm trying to teach her about gratitude afterwards, and I, I heard myself thinking, you don't teach gratitude. Yeah, gratitude yeah. is is you find it through pain a lot yeah, of the time, yeah, yeah, and of and, and you try and educate them on how tough it is. But if we park that for a minute, because yeah, we'll get into you. You've worked exceptionally hard, and we'll get into that. The the, the, the biggest thing, because there's a danger of it. I just saw a post this morning. Uh, so Dave Brailsford, who was, uh, I think, the the kind of head of performance at Team Cycling GB, right. you know, this kind of marginal gains, yeah. the yeah, original. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a piece with him around Wimbledon talking about um, 
confidence in, 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 in someone's ability is when you've done so much work that when you go into that performance element for you over the years, selling or whatever, you know yourself, you know the product inside out, you know who you are, you've got all the technical skills, you can just now go and deliver. Yeah. And I yeah. sat with there and I got a bit tired of that because right. I think it's more than that because it's actually once you've got all that technical stuff and then what, you then have to have the courage to quiet and all the voices and all the noise that are going, yeah, but what if this? And what if you don't do that? And what if you don't get this account? And what? And, and actually follow your instinct. And that's the bit that's missing. I yeah, I, yeah, I would totally agree with you. I think I'm, I'm not... I'm not overly convinced you ever quieten those voices. Uh, no. I haven't discovered that yet. If that, if I quieten those voices, I've, I'm starting to discover and learn how I manage those voices. Yes, Going yes. back to to kids and or the the sort of young adults that we work with, and mm. from when I was a kid and and sort of just leaving school, I think we're we're fed this illusion that when you get to 18 or 21 all of a sudden these fears and insecurities and thoughts just evaporate because you're mm. now an adult mm. i say to our kids on a regular basis any adult that tells you that is a liar mm. a straight up liar <laughs> because if they're not dealing with stuff in their own mind mm. then they must be asleep mm. because everybody I, I carry things that i had when i was 16 mm. i carry with me today do I, I all I'm learning is to manage and 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 I don't mean manage in a, um uh, and <laughs> like yeah, in a in yeah. a setting, in a, setting in your mind it's KPIs for the month yeah thing. <laughs> yeah I just mean I just mean just learning about me just literally learning about me but how then, I respond how but how the, but, but you know earlier you said about like when I said about contentment you said contentment for me is the constantly working and there's a danger that that can get misconstrued in terms of, well, if I work, 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 then I'll finally, there's a magic place. But what, actually, what, the, what, what you were saying is working, and this is the thing with people, anyone I end up coming across to try and, I, I, we're on the same road. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bend or so around the corner. Yeah, yeah, I got taken there a couple of years before. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. I share what you share in this, in this, in this um, relentless pursuit of looking in the mirror. Yeah. Nothing's ever enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not yeah. in terms of materialism, but but just this calling to be better, to be the best version of myself. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, for the the for me the two questions were what's the the aim is mm. contentment, mm. but how am I going to get there is self-work. Mm. It's not that I think contentment is the self-work. So contentment is opening my eyes and and in the morning and being grateful for everything and not mm. feeling that there's a missing something mm. there. Mm. Maybe the bigger question is, am I ever going to fit? Is that ever going to go away? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to do everything I can to understand it and, and try and figure that out. It's really funny because obviously, you know, <laughs> I guess the reason you reached out to me is originally is some post that you thought, yeah, that's just like me. And I, no, actually, I feel that. My, my, my <coughs> so I followed you since you yeah, come yeah. to the studio yeah. and we sat chatting that night. And I remember mm. going home to my wife and I was like, oh, this dude just rented the mm. studio. Mm. Like we were just chatting and you just, you just, we didn't even really talk about any of this stuff. Not it really. wasn't. You, we were talking more about the physical, physical stuff that injuries you do and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what you do, mm, and mm. Um, just yeah, just felt like it just felt like there was a, mm. a something resonated yeah, with yeah. me. There was mm. a connection, mm. and it was more the fact that so I, my, I've never understood running a business. I go into mm. a bank manager in a bank, mm. and he's going to tell me how to run a business. <laughs> my first question when I was twenty with my bank manager was amazing. Thanks for the advice. What businesses have you run? Mm. And he said he'd never run a business. He'd gone to university mm. to study. How to run a business. How can you tell me how mm. to run a business? Mm. So you've, you've 
like you just said, you're, you're, you're down this path. What actually mm. resonated with me is the fact that, that where you've been, what you've mm. done, mm. and I felt connections mm. with mm. that. Mm. Um, I've seen, if you want to call them therapists, I've mm. gone to mm. see hypnotherapists, mm. you know, I've gone to see people that um, are, you know, going to coach me on how I can, you know, make X amount of money and achieve this and achieve that. Mm. But they're sitting in a house that doesn't represent that they live mm. what they're teaching mm. i find those things difficult mm. they don't they don't mm. stick with me no. I, I i wrongly or rightly i ju i make a judgment on mm. that situation mm. um our journey so far and our conversations are very rarely about money never there's there's, there's never not yeah there's not a conversation of um you know drew's gonna make me earn or allow me to do this and what i've recognized through our process through um talking talking generally is how much value historically I'd put on stuff being my benchmark of whether I'm successful or not. That's big. And then recognizing how inaccurate that is to do that mm. to yourself mm. and how unfair it is to do that mm. for yourself. Um, I had a, a, we'll call it an epiphany. I'm, 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 I'm being a little bit over the top, but my wife and I and my little boy went to Vista Village. <coughs> We're walking around Vista Village and we used to go, being in the fashion world as well, we used to go and have a little spend up and mm -hmm. you know, treat ourselves, mm -hmm. whatever that means. We treated ourselves on stuff. And um, I was sitting, first time I'd gone with my little boy, he's about 14, 15 months old. We're in this shop. He's getting barged into constantly because he wants to walk. And people are in this place like they're giving clothes away for free. Mm. And I just had this moment of, why am I even here? What am I buying stuff for? Mm. What does that actually mean? Mm. I 500 quid on that jacket mm. or 200 quid mm. on those shoes mm. or whatever, whatever mm. or 30 quid on mm. whatever. Like, what am I here for? Mm. Like, why am I, why am, why does that define me? See, not everyone asks themselves those questions. For sure, but I hadn't for years, Drew. This okay. is a year and a half ago. Okay. This isn't a, no, I was 21 and asked okay. this question. Okay. My little boy's three and a half. This is like but, but, super but, but, but you were asking yourself these questions and maybe you'd, but you were burying them or just being, being or, or distracting through busyness. Because, it, yeah. because you said there was this want there as a, as a teenager and the want is, the, that's the first no, question, I think isn't the it? I think the conditioning, our conditioning socially is that our benchmark is stuff. That mm. tells you how happy you are. Mm. So if I drive the car and have the watch, mm. and when mm. you're younger, have mm. the girl or mm. the guy, whatever mm. your thing mm. is, mm. and I'm in the club and I'm in the VIP area and I'm doing this mm. and I'm doing, that's the that supposedly mm. is the answer to mm. happiness. Mm. Um, I bought myself a ni nice watch. How that made you feel? Absolutely <laughs> no different than I than I did before I did, bought did, it. I don't know. I if just I felt a little bit. I, I felt like I'd just spent a chunk of money. I don't know if I ever told you this. It was I was I was twenty. I was twenty six, twenty seven. You know, quite an established professional by then. You know, I've been ten years a pro, but I was still in that place where I couldn't find my form. Mm. I just played on a Saturday. I was in another six out of ten performance, which yeah. used to destroy me because yeah. all week when the crowds weren't there and the stadium wasn't there, I'd be nine out of 10. I'd find yeah. a nine out of 10. Yeah. Come performance time six. Yeah. And I was just broken. And yeah. it was Sunday morning. It was a drizzly morning. I sat with my mentor at the time who's passed away now. God bless him. And I was sitting in this lay-by in the A5, uh, little chef. And I started crying. I was just like, I'm done with this shit. I'm done. I want to quit. Yeah. I'm just fucking done with this. Where is it gone? How can I not find that form? Yeah. And I had a, 
Tagger watch, it was yep. probably about six grand, five, six grand. Yeah, that I treated myself, yeah, you know, I treated myself yeah, to, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's just another thing to try and make me feel important, of course, yeah, yeah, and yeah, good yeah. enough, yeah, and big enough, yeah. I remember just ripping it off and it was pissing it down with rain, rain was hitting and winding the window down. I'm going, Fuck. And I lobbed this thing and it went over into and the and literally <laughs> within 10 seconds, Laurie <laughs> smashed it. I remember my mentor looking at me at the time and he was a very deep guy himself. and been through a lot and he was in his 60s and he there was a look on him like a, he was looking at a wounded dog yeah like yeah wanted to help yeah yeah but this was all part of the journey it was like i was stripping myself of all this crap but yeah. not knowing how i could replace that watch and yeah. how that watch would temporarily make me feel yeah yeah that yeah, came yeah, yeah, yeah. seven or eight years six seven years after that day right 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 yeah but but well, I, the this one watch, this watch i bought i don't even wear <laughs> because for me it defines something in my life that I'm not ready for it, it or sorry let me rephrase it defines a point in my life that I chose something mm. for the wrong reason I bought my dad a watch at the same time okay. but I bought my dad the watch for a totally different reason mm. the reason I bought my dad the same watch or a similar watch was um, my dad's worked his whole life and it's something that he always wanted and my mum and dad like every, I'm sure most people's parents have have done you know got me out of the a crap situation more than one one occasion and he would have been happy because here's the thing as well isn't it that in nature and nurture your parents bring you into the world it doesn't make you like your parents of course you know, to, yeah, to a point yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. your dad oh, i won't call it typical it's almost disrespectful to say it's typical to, to work a job 30 40 years get the pension get the pa- of course yeah i don't think that's typical but it would certainly be seen as back then more standard but yeah, and there, yeah, there's this want in you that's unrelenting, isn't it? And yeah. That, that's, that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, sur- it's the, the search. It's a search. It's a search. It is a search. It's, it's constant, isn't it? It's, it we're, I'm constantly searching for an answer. And, and, and today, I think, and I certainly know you for the last six, seven, eight months or whatever it is, you said earlier, you don't quieten the voices. I'm just thinking about myself. Do I quieten them? Yeah, they are quieter because, because I... We've talked about it. I'm not perfect. <laughs> My ego wants to say I meditate every day for an hour and a half like a monk at 5 a.m. <laughs> I don't. Um, I've got life shit and kids and yeah, of course. phone calls. I try and find time probably four times a week to just silence things for 20 minutes. Yeah. Do some reading, some meditation, have some quiet time, go for a walk. By doing that, the voices get a little quieter. Yeah, yeah. Physically, it would be like going to the gym four days a week. Yeah. The back pain gets a little less. Yeah, not yeah, gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the... But but it's the awareness of the voices, isn't it? It's the awareness of what are these? Why are they there? For sure. How do I deal with them? How do I manage them, like you say? I also, I also think that, for me, mm. um, I make excuses, con- subconscious excuses constantly. Mm. I know the changes I need to make. Mm-hmm. But I don't make all of the changes that I need to make. Um, I've said to you before, I, I don't think, I don't think, I've never mm. given anything in my life mm. 100%, mm. even sitting here today. Mm. I've never done that. Mm. And it doesn't come down to that I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come down to that um, for any other reason than fear. Mm. I have a subconscious get out mm. if anything goes wrong. Mm. If I'd have given that 100%, mm. I'd have smashed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I only gave that 75 or mm-hmm. 80 mm-hmm. or 60 mm-hmm. or, or 90. So if it fails, mm. there's like a... a, a a coping mechanism mm. there 
Um, and for me, I think things you and I talk about, for me, that's unlocking that for me is probably the key for me. But we, I, mean, I mean, we discussed that early on and, 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 and I, I felt that, it, that that's all, all attached to that. It, obviously, it's a, it's a protective mechanism. For sure. It's all attached to not stepping out into yourself and going, this is me. For and sure. you know what? Being me brings pressure. Yeah. Because being me is this constant want. Yeah. Being me is, and, and so it's all linked to, to that ownership of yourself. Yeah. You know, I had this with a young player the other day who his aspirations are so high, but they're not for, they're not goal setting. Right. They're a vision. Right. Yeah. And he has the vision because he's been given the tools to, to complete the mission. Yeah. The universe has given him everything yeah, that he yeah, needs yeah. to go and deliver that mission. Yeah. But that pressure it brings, and he was hiding from that for a few years. Yeah. It was too much. He didn't, it, it was almost too scary to be successful. Yeah, I think too scary to fail. Yeah. The failure, the failure. failure thing is probably the bigger fear mm. for me. And, and, but again, it breeds another question, doesn't it? What's your definition of success? I think, again, historically, we're brought up socially. Mm. Success is mm. defined by stuff. Mm. When does anybody talk to you at school about being content? And, mm. you know, mm. they, all they talk about is job, mm money mm, mm, house mm. that's the definition of success and and for me that's not my definition of success well, for me you, you became you be, for me you are successful because you're prepared to w go and walk on this path yeah we, you and i spoke yeah. a couple of weeks ago and i said to you that that, that no matter how i ever feel mm. in the deepest part of me mm. there's no way i can stop what i'm doing no in the deepest part, and I said it to my, my I'm, I'm sure like everybody like mm, us, mm, mm. Your, your, your partner's, um, you know, it's a challenge in itself to mm. be married or... or, yeah, or it's um, the biggest mirror you know, we'll have, isn't it? Yeah, it's living with people like, like us the way we think. But um, that, that for me was, was a, a kind of really powerful moment of, yeah, of, of, of kind of identifying that and, and, and recognising those things. Mm. And we sit here today, I mean, we, we've been, you know, we're like, we're, what, 20, 26 minutes in, so we'll finish at 30 minutes for a break. But we're, we're sitting here at one of your businesses today, mm -hmm. one of your fashion, it's a fashion business, which is actually where you started, wasn't it, in the fashion world? Yeah, yeah, once I'd had the 36 jobs and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and realised that I hadn't found anything from because, there. Because fashion was your passion, fashion was your passion. So, uh, no, or, I don't or, think, I don't think it, no, run, I, I, I run a business was my passion. Oh, okay. I wanted to run a business. It you wasn't didn't care what it was, the product was? No. No, I'd done everything from a from a 16. I'd cleaned toilets, hairdressing, sold cars. Sorry, so this is where the alignment happened. I remember the story. Dancing was your passion. Yeah. Well, you must have been. Man. Yeah, I, mean, I don't you know, man. I, yeah, so if I, if I said, if I, yeah, <laughs> you were, I, I, dancing. You were, you were at an elite level, weren't you? Yeah, well, dancing, dancing, was, um, dancing was something I loved. I never knew you could do it as a job. <laughs> so that was yeah. like, I was always that kid on the dance floor. You know, that kid that's skidding around on his <laughs> knees at weddings. That was always me sweating. And my little boy is now that person at a party. Yeah. Um, I never really knew that you could dance for a job. Mm. Had that conversation with my careers advisor at mm. school mm. Um, and was, was told you know, your sexuality judges whether you should be a dancer or not, wow. which really confused me at 16 cause, or 15. Sure um, so actually when I, when I left school, um, yeah, started, to, not started to dance, just started to go out. Mm. And then, mm. you know, was dancing in Ministry of Sound um, and got approached by the dancers there and said they were holding auditions mm -hmm. and I should audition. 
So I did and got offered the a contract at ministry and then didn't realize I got paid for that. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm going to yeah. get paid to dance. Um, and there was a brand called um, UFO, big baggy combat trousers mm-hmm. um, with tassels hanging off of them. So anybody of a certain age will probably remember that, mm-hmm. that trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was me. So I went to New York, me and my best friend, we were just turning 20, um, contacted UFO because all our dancer friends used to wear them, but there was no one that sold, nowhere that sold them apart from one shop in Camden. Um, went and um, approached them about distribution rights. Didn't know what that was. I just knew I could sell stuff. Mm, that mm, was really fundamentally mm. what it was. Um, and yeah, got distribution rights on it. And you know, within six months, we're David Beckham's wearing our stuff, and you know, girls allowed, and whoever the kind of pop person then, was, at the, mm, the yeah, mm. w- were wearing the product. Um, and that got me into the, to the fashion industry. I mean. You know, we'll, we'll go into the second part of this in a bit, but, you know, you could have had all the business plans in the world, three-year plans, five-year plans, 10-year plans. I didn't you plan what I was having for lunch, let alone <laughs> what I was doing for the next. You danced. You loved to dance. Yeah. You, dan- you went out. You did what you did. Yeah. You got picked up. And so the answer to all of this is, is, is eventually, for me, a spiritual answer, an answer that everything's going to happen despite of us, in spite of us. Yeah. Don't worry. Just turn up. Uh, to a point, I th- you've I think turned probably, up there. Yeah, what I think probably. Done? I think probably. I think it, that is a bigger element than anybody acknowledges because <sighs> human nature is we need to be in control. We need proof, don't we? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think. Would I would I change my journey to to this point today? Absolutely not. No. It led me to everything. I've got an amazing wife. I've got yeah. a little boy. I've got businesses that you know ninety percent of the time I enjoy them, mm. um, but. But I know there's more. Like you and yeah, I talk all yeah. the time about just knowing that there's more. There's something. Well, I, there's I, something I'm, I'm destined for, but I don't know what that is. Well, well I'm aware we're we're at the half um, half an hour has just flown by, and we've we've kind of tackled some really good stuff there. So we're going to take a short break, and then the second half we're going to we're going to get right into that. You know, what is that destiny? How do we get there? Um, the, the spiritual solution in running companies, being a leader, management, all that stuff. So yep. um, perfect. This podcast is brought to you in association with the Turmeric Company. With unique extracting technique, eliminating dilution of these incredible active ingredients, the Turmeric Company have produced a series of powerful drinks with 5 grams of turmeric in every bottle. They're leading the way in enabling people to reap the full benefits of nature's wonder ingredient. Details can be found at www.theturmericcompany.com. Let's get stuck into the second the second part of this. On, on the first part there, you finished brilliantly. You were talk, we, we talked about your, your first journey into business and, 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 and from dancing, you, you've stumbled across... The combat trousers and then in America you, you got the rights for doing that and then yep. you were selling it to all the stars here and then things started to grow and you said but there's and I said about how things just happen mm. you start doing what you do and things just happen the hard bit for me is obviously you're young then you don't know you're just in the flow and things oh I'm doing this thing now and but then it becomes serious because then it's like oh now this is a business I think that's where the problems start though. yeah I, I always so go on. Give me all your views around that way because it goes from that natural flow for sure to that voice to be goes, conditioned. Ooh. I don't think I don't think it's actually your voice. For me, it wasn't mm. my voice. Mm. Um, no. It was other people's voice. Mm. So you've never run a business before. How are you going to do this? Mm. You know, you don't know that industry. You're not from the fashion world. Mm. You know, you're not a trained dancer. All of these, all of these things. Um, and you were getting I, all of that. 
Yeah, yeah. From various I sources. And look, I think my my opinion, and, and you know, and I'm sure I'll be shot down if 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 I'm I'm wrong, but I do think um, a British mentality mm. is we quite enjoy people failing. Yeah. When if you look at an American mentality, it mm. seems to be more about success. If you if you've what we would perceive as failed, I think mm. the other other places see that as. Um, mm. As as lessons learned, mm. I, I watched, listened to a, um, uh, a a podcast of a a, a VC saying uh, American VC mm. says that his theory is that he only will invest in someone if they failed at least two times previously. That's really interesting because he believes that, and you've learned those lessons. Where if you flip that into the UK, and maybe my perception, I'm I'm sure people have had very different experiences, but my perception was that you're not going to be able to do that, so you're going to fail. Yeah. And it was kind of that everybody sitting there with their popcorn waiting for it all to pop. Well, well I had that I had that with, with, with Barclays, talk about bank manager. When I, when I first set up my um, first business, and, and we, 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 we rode it hard and we were seeing a lot of players, but we couldn't make the overheads work and yeah. business partner wanted to get out, classic yeah. stuff. We had some debts around the business and I said to the, you know, I wanted to set a new business up and there's some guy on the phone. I said, look, we, we want to put these debts here and do this. He goes, well, to be honest with you, the way that's gone and the way your business has gone, I'm not sure you've got much credit with the bank now. And right, 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 right. And I said, but this is awesome, right, what we've done. Yeah. We've gone big, we grew quick, we failed, we're going again. Yeah. He just went quiet. He was yeah, like, yeah. and you can see, no, that's not awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. right, like, uh, the, the, the people, the athletes that I mentor, the young athletes. Yeah. I, I almost see it as my role to drag them to pain as quick as possible. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean <laughs> physically pain. I mean but getting but right into their rib cage. Just fail going. as many times as you can. But because that's even, the only lesson. But even isn't if it? they're seventeen, yeah, getting into their failures, making yeah, them yeah, look yeah, at yeah, all yeah, their yeah. failures and their pain. I think the wording's wrong on that though, Drew, mm. isn't it? Is that it's a failure is negative. A failure has negative connotations mm. attached to mm. it. You know, um, they're lessons. Lessons, yeah. When you I, when you when you're a baby, my little boy. He didn't wake up one day and run around our house. Mm. He crawled. Mm. He stood up. Mm. He fell on his rear end. He fell over a few times. He bumped himself. <laughs> then he starts to walk a little mm. bit. Mm. Then he tries to run and he falls over again. Mm. We don't sit there pointing the finger at him, telling no. him that he's a disaster because no. he can't walk yet. Mm. Mm. We go, amazing, dude. You've learned from mm. that. Now mm. go again. Mm. For me, that's the dad I want to be. Mm. You know, Because my dad brought me up to treat people how you want to be treated. I want to be treated like that by people. Like yeah. it's not a failure. No. I'm not failing. We, as we stand at the moment, we employ. You know, we're small. We we employ probably 15 people, mm. um, and maybe another 15 freelance people. Mm. Um, that comes with its own trials and tribulations. Mm. And you know, we're very close to everybody, mm. so we're not mm. a big business mm. where where we where, where we're detached from the staff. Mm. We're very much probably too too connected to them in lots of ways. Mm. Um, but I try and treat people how. I would like to be treated mm. and I think um, chastising people or, or or not celebrating people trying mm. is a huge negative. It, it is. I mean, so, so when you, uh, when we were talking about your, your, your businesses then, the fashion business, and then, you, you, then it becomes, it becomes a business yeah. and all of your businesses have become businesses yeah. and that's where it's so almost the voices ramp up, don't they? And the controlling aspect of us grows. It becomes harder Expectation, to isn't it? It's expectation. Yeah. It comes down to my expectation, external expectation. Um, and I think... But do you not also think when we start to have a little bit... When we start to get success, yeah. financial success, business yeah. success... Be, be, for me, because I knew 
inside how good I could be. Yeah. I'm going, okay, this is the start. Now, now, now we kick on. Now we get here. Oh, for sure. I, I thought I was going to be the, to put it in today's terms, the next Mark Zuckerberg, who yeah. Facebook wasn't there at the yeah, time, yeah, but that yeah. kind of like, I was, you know, holding a shining light that everybody was going to follow. And, and, um, but, but then, but then here's, here's the thing, here's the thing that we discussed early on, but you, you, that hasn't changed. You still got that. Your, your journey has been like when, when you re- reached out a year and a half ago, it's like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being fucking sick and tired. There's this, yeah, there's this part of me, which I can't unlock. Yeah. Like, I think, I think my, um, when we sort of initially spoke, my, my thing was, um, I think when I initially reached out to you, my focus was probably still, I wouldn't say financial, but no. it was, it was, um, it was success related, but my attachment to success was the physical stuff mm. it was definitely there mm. for sure mm. but not in a want for things it wasn't necessarily to show people what i had mm. but i was conditioned to believe mm. that's mm. what mm. what success was mm. um i think as we've gone through the as we've gone through the journeys mm. and the conversations that mm. we've had just recognizing the fact that that's not going to define that that type of success isn't what's going to define me but also recognizing and one of the things that we spoke about was that i always felt i got to a certain level mm. and never got through that level mm. the, the the saying if you always do what you've always done you always mm. get what you've always got yeah. right mm. so when we first started to talk it was about okay how do i how do i change i don't think it was big changes but there was there's certain aspects of how i approach things how i process things my decision making that i needed to change well, well also i because otherwise i'll forget this and, yep. it's, and i think it's really important that that there's the old adage isn't there i think it was almost i think it was a boxing one that it's, it's one thing getting to the top is another thing staying there yeah i see it all the time it was like oh, i take myself rocketed through by 18 yeah i'm in the first team with yep. england adidas contracts yeah I'm there. Yeah, yeah. In my head, my head went, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I sat in my bedroom at eight years of age. Yeah. I am there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. didn't have anyone to come in and go, yeah, you're, you're there. Yeah. Look over the top of that mountain. Yeah. What can you see? Yeah. Another, another mountain range. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 for sure. You know, so, so I think, and how I got there, effortless, ease, really. Yeah. Hard work, sweat, yeah. graft hours. Yeah. But outside of the graft and the sweat, I, I was generally because of the, my age and I wasn't too conditioned. Yeah, I was generally just me, yeah, just yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Why did yeah. I see that pass? Why did I see that? Why did it just just yeah. happened? I remember driving down. I told Why? you this story. I remember driving down Finchley Road, yeah. um, and we'd had the the fashion distribution company had been going about a year, mm. um, and we started with three grand and you know on two credit cards and mm. you know much like Good lots stuff. of people have the yeah, similar stories yeah, right yeah. it's you know started with with not so much and and had created a business out of fresh air mm. um, and i remember driving down finchley road and there was a guy pulled up next to me in a ferrari mm. and the only way i said to you it makes my skin tingle now just saying it to you but the only way i could describe that is i could smell the inside of that car <laughs> one more year that car was mine <laughs> i was going to be 21 <laughs> and i was going to be rolling about in a ferrari Eight months later, that business had failed. Mm. I was putting sandwich filler in bread <laughs> with c- company credit cards that now had no money on them. Um, we lost everything that we'd built up. Mm. Um, and I had a similar scenario within the next business I started. Mm. Sat with um, Marvel, as in Spider-Man people, and um, 
the vice president of Marvel Europe mm. told me that I'd created the next post-it. Mm. I thought I'd done it. Mm. I thought I was there. Mm. This is it. This is it. Beaches, yachts, <laughs> cars, watches. It's, it's all here. Yeah. And I, and I, tell you, I, I tell you a moment in this business that's crazy. We, there's three moments in this business that were super powerful for me. We went to, um, I had a business partner in this business. We went to Ireland to meet, um, it was a shoe accessory, kids shoe accessory mm-hmm. company. And um, we went to Ireland to meet distributors for Ireland. They were going to work and sell our product. We actually walked into, a, the two guys that own the business owned, if you remember Heelys, they're still about now, the yeah, kids shoes with yeah, the wheels on. So they own the distribution. Me for ages, right, yeah. so they own the distribution on them. Mm. Um, I think one of the gentlemen was a doctor and he'd invented the, some cryptic um, code that, that you use when you're making online payments. He invented this code or, mm. or you know, owned the pattern mm. on it. Mm. And then they were also the distributor for like Red Bull and Evian in, mm. in, um, in Ireland. And um, we'd gone in there thinking that we're gonna, they're going to be our agents, mm-hmm. distributors. Mm-hmm. Within 20 minutes, they'd, they'd offered to invest in the business. And we were, me and the, the lad that I was there with, we were walking back through Dublin Airport, coming back down the escalators. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I feel so strange. Like, literally, it felt like I was in a dream. And he said to me, he said, you know where that is? He said, because you've dreamt of this moment for so long, mm. the reality of the moment doesn't feel, feel real. Mm. And it was such, a, I can see it now just coming down the escalators as we're coming into to like the, the duty-free area. Um, so that business started to take off and went really well. And it, and it plateaued. And we used to have a little office in Farringdon mm. and I had like four or five people that worked in the business with me. I can see it, see it now. I'm sitting at the desk and I just had this overwhelming feeling. Nothing had happened. had this overwhelming feeling that that business was going to fail. Mm. Within six months, it was done. Mm. And it, it, I'd lost everything that time, like house, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it that opened my eyes, that moment opened my eyes so much to the power of thought and creation in my head. I believe I created that failure. I believe I created that moment in my, well, well, in my well, head. Well, so here's the thing for me. If I don't know myself, my decision-making process will be based off Knowing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing yeah. myself and trusting myself. So that first business where you, you had the moment with the guy in the Ferrari, eight months later, it's gone. Yeah. I would, I would say, and I'm sure we talked about this at some point, but why? What happened in that eight months? Mm. And I don't mean business decisions. I mean, you, your gut instinct, how strong did you stay aligned with decision making in terms of no, I feel that <laughs> fight people off. No, no, like know it and... I, I feel I feel like I allowed other people to influence way too much. There we are. Thank and you. I and I and I mean that in a Thank good you. and a bad sense. Mm. Um, the the Marvel vice president mm. telling me we got the next post-its. Mm. I believe the hype, mm. and I hadn't done the work at that point. Mm. It was very new. The business was relatively new, mm. and I believe I. Um, and I don't mean f- the physical outlay of work and time, but mentally. 
I believed I'd, it was there. I'd already well, done it. Well, I love that line. I allowed others to influence. I yeah. want to sit on there. And I still do that now, Drew. We, we spoke we, about it's it. It's one thing we talk about. In, and, and, and in the last couple of days, we yeah, spoke about it. It's hard to do. Look, it's not, and it's a constant <coughs> process. And the, the, I, the, I, I'm called quite confrontational and aggressive by people, which is yeah. really bizarre because yeah. I, I'm, now I can understand the way they view it from the outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'm an absolute pussycat inside. I cry. I was dropping my daughter at school this morning and Coldplay, Sky Full of Stars came on. I'm right, crying right. my eyes. Out. She just looks at me now. I like, just laugh. <laughs> like, there he is again. Uh, she, and she, and you I go with a dad that cries a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. I explained to her why I'm crying. I said, you know, honey, I said, great people move me. Yeah, yeah, Great yeah, people yeah, move yeah. me. Yeah. You know, from a great golfer to a great footballer to a great musician to, to great people move yeah. me. Their, their yeah. talent moves me. Yeah. Just looking for right, Dad, just get me to school. I think you, you empathise with what's gone in to get there, though, That's don't it. you? I'm the connection. The conne- it's, not even, it's not even a conscious connection. No. It's just to achieve any level of anything, you, you recognise the sacrifice that's to, gone there. For Chris Martin and Coldplay to get there, come what may, yeah. he stayed aligned with himself yeah, yeah he's yeah, not yeah, allowed yeah, yeah. too many he'll have allowed people to influence him but yeah. he's not allowed too many people to influence him Raheem Sterling football had the great year last year his interviews have gone everywhere and it's funny because the media have they've jumped on the racism one of they haven't talked about him he's done some two or three ones going what's been the big change you did yeah, a piece of, of what's changed yeah you're now scoring goals and I heard him say to an interviewer no, I, I was been scoring goals from eight. That's why people invested in me at yeah, nine years yeah, of, of course, age. Yeah, of I haven't started doing anything. What's the, what's the saying? Just, it, it, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success? Yeah. Crazy, uh, isn't it? He's it's like, crazy. I've not started doing anything. I just got lost. I started yeah. listening to people. Yeah. And they said, what's your now? For, you're such a big figure in the media now for young kids. What's your advice? He goes, listen to no one. Yeah. And they said, what do you mean? He goes, number one, listen to no one. Number two, listen to no one. Number three, listen to no one. Yeah. Now, people could say, what a conceited, arrogant so-and-so, but they don't see the humanitarian work he does, a charity work, him as a father. He just knows to be at the summit of the Is most competitive judgment? industry in the world. He's like, I was miserable, underperforming and underachieving for eight years, and all I did was listen to people. Is that not, is that not the, the, the social issue there, though? Is yeah. that people put that on, who are we to, who am I to judge you? Yeah. Who am I it, well, and it's that word advisor. Who are the advisors? Yeah. What are you advising? Yeah, it scares the life out of me. That yeah. word. People think of being a coach. I advise. I mean, you, I remember you, you said to me, "You, what's your advice?" I mean, you, I'm sure you said to yeah, me, yeah. "What's your advice?" Yeah, no, you've I, never advised me on anything. How can I advise you? And I'm, and and I mean I? that in the best possible sense. Who the fuck am I? All you all you've done is is you know your your your. You should have a t-shirt made <laughs> with a, with the strap <laughs> line. Yeah, of um, <laughs> if you just hold a mirror up, and mirror. and. And I think, it, but it, that's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? It's a difficult thing not, um, it's a difficult thing not being influenced by, well, well by that other part, people. That, and that's why that part of your business there, that eight months, what the fuck happened? You can't, you can't rock it up here. Yeah. There's no reason for it to go here. The only external influences is there's a there's a Brexit, there's a crash, there's a there's a Wall Street. It, yeah, none of none of that was none of that was going on. I think so it was all it was all in. When, when you said you allowed others to influence, take, take me back there. Give me, have you got any examples of that period? Yeah, the, go, the, go, the, go. the, the Marvel guy. He okay. influenced me. Yeah. Someone well, I sat with that, you know. Because you'd pedestaled him because he's the Marvel he's guy, the, potentially. He's the vice president okay. of Marvel Europe. What would you do today? If you we, came out we, of that meeting and he said, this next thing is that, how would you process that? I've got it at the moment with the dance floor business that we have. Okay. It's going nuts, and everybody's like, "This is the best thing since sliced bread." 
Okay. It's, it's not <laughs> sliced bread, sliced bread. <laughs> it's yeah. not, you know, the realism of it is, is that we can all get caught up in that moment of, oh, yes, we've made it. The question is, for me now, is am I doing it egoically for everybody to pat me on the back and high five me and give me a cuddle and say, Dan, you're amazing. You've created the next thing since sliced bread. What am I doing it for? And that for me is the bigger question for me every day. Um, and it's actually now my, my, my thought processes or how I feel is very much internal. It's not about others. It's not, I'm not doing it for, for anybody to, mm. to, to, I say that, I, I say that w with sort of the, with, with a kind of uh, caveat to like the only people I really want random. No, no, it's not random. I, I say this, I say that all the time. It's not random. The only person I want to be proud of me is my dad. Mm. My dad's never run a business in his life. Mm. Mm. And if my dad ever hears this, I love my dad and I, and I respect every course, opinion he gives course, me. Course. I don't agree with lots of the opinions which he gives is, me from a business fine, point of view because he's, he's never run a business. Sure. But good or bad, first person I want to talk to is my dad. Yeah. First person. Because mm. he tells me straight what he thinks. Whether yeah. I agree, yeah. it's that reality. It's yeah. It's... And generally now, with the exception, obviously, you know, my wife, I, mm. there's, I don't, I don't massively, I don't massively listen to people critiquing whether I can or can't do something. Mm. You know, I wasn't a dancer mm. and I toured all over Europe dancing. Mm. You can't open a dance school. I've done that. I have 270 kids. You, you can't open. You've just opened another one. Right? A yeah. Bigger one. Yeah. We, we opened a dance college. We couldn't do that because we weren't in education. We've done that now. We can't have that building. We've now just, we're going to open the biggest dance center, you know, probably in a 30 mile radius. For, and, 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 and that's your message. And that's what inspires me with anybody who achieves what you've achieved, what these people achieve. What I've achieved, yeah, that, 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 at some point, now at 40, and, he, and even when I started working with you, you still hadn't clearly gone, there wasn't that super aggressive we talked about aggression yeah 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 that's super aggressive yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck you I yeah, fuck yeah. Whereas, I, I i valued everybody's opinion too much at that point yeah. that was what was influencing me because your lack of awareness of who you are at that core yeah. level remember we talked about that in a dunstable of course yeah of course yeah bedfordshire anyone yeah. knows bedfordshire near loot and dunstable is not a great area yeah yeah, yeah, respect. yeah yeah for sure that's right. why i moved to harpenden <laughs> <laughs> I love Dunstable. Though. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I, but I love of Dunstable. Course, it's, course, it's my it's my hometown. But and I'm saying it's not a great what, area. What, it's not, no, not what, great. But, yeah. What my my definition of that area. was the fact of that there was a lack of exposure, and there still is a lack of exposure for the people in that area, kids in that area, of that's showing that's of what they can yeah, what they can achieve a, and where they can get that's to. That's so my mission when I went back there to open a dance school was mm. I'm going to find me. I'm going to find the 14 year old me that. Um, you know, is being told that they can't. Mm. And that's probably why we grew those businesses because, you know, I was the local lad that had gone away and done... I, I didn't have a, an amazing dancing career. I wasn't an incredible dancer. But where did you... What did you dance in? I, I haven't even asked No, I mean, I, I, I did, like, did. X Factor stuff and I've done, like, the Brits and those type of things. So I did fun stuff, but I wasn't an amazing... I danced with incredible dancers. Mm. But... I was always really professional. Mm. I worked hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I couldn't learn choreography, I'd go home and I'd learn it and the next day I would know it. Mm -hmm. I, I had just a work ethic that, and we say that to kids now, we see that a lot, very gifted kids mm. 
that um that maybe that that over a two or three year period get outstripped by the hard worker always yeah, yeah. um there's an old one isn't it talent's not enough course, hard work he's talent yeah, every day how, how do you how do you because I, I have that a lot and yep. certainly in football we have this big thing where these young lads now are millionaires. They're millionaires yeah. by 16. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I get a bit tired of the media going, we must change. This. It's not a fucking change. It's going to get worse because they're assets. Yeah, of course. The businesses need to lock them down. Yeah, of course. But it's bullshit. When you actually sit with these guys, yes, they're talented. Some some are quite yeah. happy, yeah. content. Yeah. I'm cool, thanks. Yeah. But there's a lot of them that that they have so much talent, but there's, you have to go into the pain inside them. Yeah. But as a coach, that means I have to be in touch with my pain. Do, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I course. think there's too many coaches and leaders not in touch in business or not in touch with their feelings and their emotion, their yeah. pain to drag that out of somebody. I'm very in touch. Yeah, I'm very, in, I'm very um, transparent with kids particularly. Mm. I say, I'm saying kids, are, I mean 16 to 19 year olds. Yeah, I'm very, very transparent with them about what... Um, I tell them that we meet. I have someone that I meet because yeah. it helps. It's helping me try and try and answer and achieve mm. whatever I'm meant to achieve. I don't have an answer for that. What, but a, what, a, what a great thing to give them that, that, that there's you in their head, the pillar of your car, and you got. But you're still you 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 do your emotional gym work. You go to your emotional gym. Yeah, absolutely. people don't see the emotional absolutely. gym. They just see the, the Instagram gym. Yeah, of course. And I we sh I share with them fears things that you know <laughs> some from our studio at the moment you can see over the road to the new studio that we're we're taking um and the kids are super excited about it but i share that fear like it's it's scary it's scary i'm not gonna and i i go down the road of if people tell you that they haven't got these fears especially adults they're brilliant. lying to you brilliant like i'm scared every day yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I have a fear every day. Yeah, there's likewise. fear there every day. All day, actually. Yeah, yeah. Every, by always, the minute. Yeah, there's always, yeah. <laughs> if I had a day, I'd probably think I was dead if I didn't have a day of um, being, being fearful. Isn't but it great how aware you are of those fears? Has that improved over the last six, seven months? This is not me. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm Absolutely not, It's nothing not. to do with me. No, it's nothing to do with no, me. No, no, no. But, but, no, but your awareness you, of yourself. Yeah, what, what I think the journey that I've gone on probably in the last year mm. of being in a place of recognizing that I, that I wasn't connected to, to the true me. Yeah. And now the journey that I've been going on with us, mm. the conversations mm. that we've had, mm. I think what it's, it's, it's funny, Jack and I were talking in the car that one of the guys that works with me, mm. we were talking in the car this morning. And I think what people do is you, I definitely did it. I was like, right, I'm going to talk to Drew for a month mm. and then I'm going to be this, new person everything's going to have changed i'm going to set the world on fire i used every psychologist in london for that one <laughs> in my 20s <laughs> carry on and then sorry. and actually what i realized was that it's small increments isn't it it's small yeah, changes journey. it's a journey and i don't think for me i genuinely don't believe that journey is ever going to stop i think oh. it's always going to be i think and when i feel comfortable at one level i'm going to be pushing to, to feel comfortable at the next level. Um, and I think trying to, I think... Which makes you a hell of a leader. And uh, you are a leader, you know, it's a, it's a term. You lead, you lead businesses, you lead young kids. And this is the thing, I, I see about too many leaders, they want a technical, a technical or a practical solution. And the solution actually is a spiritual solution. Your growth emotionally makes you more in touch with whoever you're leading emotionally, which yeah. actually is all most people need. Yeah, for sure. Them, yeah, for sure. I, defin I definitely think the conversations you and I have had about, you know, just just being being honest about feelings. Mm. I'm a very sensitive person. Yeah. Um, and we were talking 
couple of days ago about how like big things can happen and they don't seem to phase me massively and I can push on through to the next thing mm. but yet someone can make a comment to you that you're not prepared for and it hurts mm. um and I've had we spoke about it I've had this very recently and it and it it makes me sad I don't know how to uh, you know I can try and be very manly about it and say I'm really annoyed at it and it made me angry it doesn't make me angry it makes me sad it hurts it's because I I understand everything I go through in my head mentally to try and give as much as I can give mm. and whether that be you know directing someone or, or just giving people my time mm. um, my opinion is now the only valuable thing I have mm. is my time that's it yeah. that's all I have mm. The watch can be replaced, the car can be replaced, the clothes, the the, the wife, mm. the, yeah. the house, you know, all, all of those things, yeah. all of those things. The only thing I can never replace mm. is that moment I've just had. And, and, and in the time, what do you do? And I said this to a, to a young guy before he went on the pitch the other night, and four years we've been batting away and he's had a lot of pain. He's been pushed further and further down the pyramid, but he's ready and he's had an opportunity now. And we spoke before he went on the pitch recently and I said to him, you know, there's 90 minutes you're going to be out there, an hour and a half. I said, you can't get it back. Yeah, I said I have one fucking objective that you're going to complete, but by the time you come off that pitch, I'm like, I don't yeah. give a shit if you score, give the ball away. I'm not interested. Been through too much. Don't ever in that minute turn your back on your instincts. Yeah, if your yeah, instinct yeah. says you've seen the play three, three, three episodes before it's happened, you've seen yeah. something. Yet the direction's getting shouted off, because it's coming at you from yeah. all angles during yeah. the game. The crowd probably. Yeah. You fucking ignore it. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, big yeah, dogs, yeah. the big players. That's what they do. They do it. Then they get the clap from the same people who've shouted. Of course, them, yeah, except of course. that. Don't go crazy and drink yeah. three bottles of wine just to get through the madness. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. But but that's your objective. Don't sell out on your instinct. Yeah. Uh, you've definitely, the, through the process that we've been through. You've got to be aggressive with that. I'm very aggressive with yeah. that. I mean, you've talked about yeah, aggression. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I you definitely brought me back to that of... of starting to again something jack and i were talking about in the car today jack's like my 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 soundboard when you're not around oh, no, well, um, good, we talk about low jackson 21 year old lad that you know he's like my little brother and if i can we he, for, and for a for a young guy he's mm. very much on gary v and you know he's on those things and if he's i wish i was there yeah, i well, wish there i wasn't, there wasn't those no there wasn't but i wish yeah. i had that awareness Amazing. when i was Amazing. when i was 21 so we talk a lot about it and we were we were we were saying this morning that um that 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 fear that you that you have that mm. acknowledgement of mm. fear that you have mm. and being able to to use that awareness and that mm. fear to kind of drive on mm. through mm. what you're trying to do through the challenges um and ignore the 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 external noise mm. and then trust in that gut feeling <laughs> um i what i've recognized recently really recently is that actually connecting with my gut feeling is when I ask people's people's opinions on what I already know and I've recognized I've done that for a long time mm. so there may be a situation we, we had a situation I'll tell you the situation we had a situation where oh, we've got a fashion business and a dance business we had something that was going to cross over mm. um, I felt I was going to then leave we were going to Paris I was going to leave early mm. from from Paris to come back and deal with the dance business the priority was to stay in Paris. The brands wouldn't have been happy for me to leave. Mm. I knew that. And what I recognized is I knew it because I was questioning it. Mm. And mm. what I would historically do is look for the answer I wanted, not the answer I knew was correct. 
So yeah. I would then turn around to you'd ring people right text people. drew i need i need to do this what do you think and until and i'd phone around and speak to people until someone gave me the answer that i want right. i'd ignore the other 10 answers yeah, that were actually yeah, the yeah. the real decision yeah. i need to make but i would i would then mm. hang my hat on mm. oh well so drew told me that no he reckons that's fine but then knowing that that's a wrong decision and i i, I all I, that is is other people putting their shit on you yeah. They're, they're putting their opinion, but yeah. I dig into them. Go. Imagine if you had that time where you've done that. Let me quickly speak to him now. Yeah. Why did you say that to Dan? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. because in two thousand and eight, I did. Well, that's your life. Yeah. That's yeah, your yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, and why yeah, did you yeah. make that decision? Well, actually, I was scared. Yeah. And yeah. now, so you've. But all that fear. Yeah. Buried, buried. Now you're advising on that fear. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a yeah. circle of. So in turn, I stayed in Paris and made exactly <laughs> the right decision. And I even Beautiful. said to Jack on the phone when I because I I called him and he mm. knows the guys that own the brand and mm. I called him. And he said, he was like, well, look, it'll be fine because I'll be there. Mm. And I was like, but we, we both know that I should be there, shouldn't I? Mm. I, like, I? I said, I don't even know what I'm asking you, I know. Mm. And he was like, no, you, mm. you, like, you should. And, and it was, those, for me now, those moments are the value. They're not big Ooh. moments. They're not big moments externally. <sighs> They're massive moments internally to go, okay, ah, that's that feeling. So when I get that feeling, I need to recognise why I'm yeah, yeah. making the decisions I'm making. And but the hardest thing is to be in your feelings. It's painful. It's really damn painful to be in your feelings. Of course, yeah, of course it is. Really damn because you feel everything. And you've got to be in tune with them because they are your. G they're my GPS. Yeah, I love that description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, my yeah, GPS. Yeah. They are. They've already got the destination pre-programmed. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. You wouldn't drive along, would you? And your car's going turn left and going, no, I'm going to do a right. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. mental. Crazy making. I think, I think as well, I think as well the, the realisation that I've had um, recently is, is, a, is about embracing that journey a little bit more. Hmm. Um, yeah. And, and just, just desperately trying to enjoy. Didn't people piss you off when they said, just enjoy the journey? I remember she saying that in the early days. Just enjoy the journey. I'm fucking enjoying the journey. <laughs> I haven't got pots of piss in. <laughs> every muscle on my body kills. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in pain yeah. every day. I'm yeah. eating lettuce leaves. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, to yeah. enjoy? Yeah. But yeah. actually look back and think, actually there's... Yeah. I think it's more moments, isn't it? Mm. It's enjoying moments, being present. Being present. A lot more is, mm. is um, you know, as everybody does, my mobile phone is generally sellotaped to my hand yeah. most of the time. Right, and just trying to, you know, release myself from that and be in those moments. If it's just sitting on the floor with my little boy, like, but look at that, you, you, just the awareness of, you, you're going to now go, I'm aware I'm here again with the mobile, so I'm going to put it down. Yeah, absolutely. P people go, I, I think a lot of people, and I've done it, I'm aware, yeah, but I need it, yeah, but I need it, so I'm going to keep yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going, actually, actually, no. I was watching a thing on Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran doesn't have a mobile phone anymore. He got rid of it and went to Japan for like a year. And yeah, he and he just, he just emails, emails yeah. just emails. What a guy. That's powerful. Stays, but he, look how aligned he is. Yeah. That's why he's the best in the world. Yeah, that's Mate, we're an hour and two minutes. Sorry, man. No, it's, I love it's, to talk. this shit, just, it, just <laughs> talk and talk. Um, amazing. I didn't know, Thank never, you. never know when these talk, where these talks go, but yeah. I, think, I think. It's been fun, man. Yeah, the only idea of this whole thing is, 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 Again, like you said about Jack's got all these platforms and mediums. Somewhere, someone somewhere might listen to this. Next week, two mm. weeks, ten weeks, five years, ten years, someone will go, fucking that was, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. so. Beautiful, man. Thanks for your time. Thank you, dude.